This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quirks of their retail habits, from their best ever bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vince Layton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. Alongside me once again, the return, you asked for it and now he's here. The man, the legend, the best thing that's come out of Stroud today, possibly all year, is Paul Watson. Hi, hi. Do you like that? Yeah, and you say they asked for it. I'm still not convinced they did, but I'm but back. three people asked for it? So, three uh, people? Here we are. Well, that's a significant proportion of the listenership, so... Um... <laughs> I, de- I do need to drop this comedy MC style that I've mm. adopted, though, because it it's it's a real bum note when I'm like, yeah, that no one applauds because obviously no one's here but us and the guest. And uh, yeah, it's true. And an audience that would be a tough sell, wouldn't it? Yeah, you just this- come up to applaud for sort of these few seconds and you can go again. Though. I mean, this is my Wembley, to be honest. Uh, the gig <laughs> that I did last week had about three more people than this in the room. So, uh, and I did my best. But sometimes your best just isn't enough. Yeah, it's getting a bit whimsical, isn't it? I've got the whisper. Right. I feel like post Edinburgh. Yeah, this yeah. is all right for me, Paul. <laughs> the first time we've seen each other, I'm, I'm a shell of the woman I once was. But uh, I'll tell you who else I saw at Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, who would that be? Uh, the one person whose show I saw twice. Would you believe it? Uh, she's perhaps the greatest polymath we've had on this show. A writer, performer, an actor, a broadcaster, an academic. With a PhD, no less. Like, real clever. I think more clever than Bobby Siegel, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> and if that weren't enough, the creator of one of the comedy and cabaret circus most beloved characters, that's the show that I went to, it's Ada Camp's sexy intellectual alter ego, Dr. Naomi Paxson, B.A. M-D-A-R-A P-H-D F-R-H-S-M-M-C no. <laughs> Hello, that's terrifying Are those all real? That, that is all real That is officially your title Not M-D Ah M-D-R-A 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 Wow Yes It's because when I joined the Magic Circle I got to add M-M-C after my name And that's just camp So I put I put it on there Yeah. When you joined the Magic Circle Yeah, that's not yeah. a sentence you often hear We're not just <laughs> grazing over that We're <laughs> Do you, is that invite only? Like, if you asked to be in the magic circle, are you forever banished from the circle? Like, how do you get in? You have to do... How do um, we get in? How do you get in? So you have to know... Yeah, you have to be nominated by two people, uh, I think, that are in the inner magic circle. I think that's still the rules. Then you have to have an interview. Then you have to have an audition. And you have to perform. And then you are judged by a panel of examiners. Uh, yeah, unless you're in complete non-form, in which case you you have to write an essay or something. But I'm obviously a performer, so yeah. So I had a, oh, so an interview can, and then an audition. But you can be in Magic Circle without performing. You can, but oh. they have yes, but they have sort of certain archaic rules that you have to like read only Magic Circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to adhere to. Yeah. So certain tricks you know how to do. But if you don't perform at all, you can write an academic essay. I think as part of your entrance thing. Yeah, wow, interesting. I'm then making note of that. Yeah, I do. Oh, women were only allowed to join. I think since 1995. I think. That's, that's late. So I sort of wanted to join a, some sort of stupid, noble, expensive gesture of all the people who um, weren't able to do that before, well, particularly all the kind of women and female identified people who weren't able to join. So I thought, well, I will join. And I think now we're, oh, I think it might be, women are maybe five, six percent of the Magic Circle membership. Yeah, because I don't know, there's like jobs in magic are rich and varied, but a lot of them are sort of close up magic at weddings and you've got to have a really 
high threshold for cringe, I think, to be able to do that in the face of non-believers. Like, <laughs> I like that of Jobs in Magic as well. Is like, it a, fr- yeah, is, is a, a straight white man is, a, is impervious yeah, that's true. to cringe. I feel like it's yeah. a natural fit for that kind Yeah, of. there's websites and all kinds of stuff. It's all very groovy. Magic yeah. Jobs, that's brilliant. That's just brilliant. <laughs> I love a bit of it though. I love yeah. it. There's yeah. apps, there's all kinds of stuff. It's a wow. slippery slope into a world of magic. Don't tell us too much. We don't want you to get kicked out. I won't. No, no. Um, so here's how the show works. We have carefully and scientifically crafted some questions designed to delve into the shopping basket of your soul. We want to know all of your retail dirty laundry. And we'll start as we always start. What's the best deal you've ever got? Ooh. I liked your delivery on that, by the way. I've been practising. I've had three months to practise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the best deal, well, this is in kind. Does that count? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, deliberately vague. <laughs> okay. So over lockdown, we, um, had, were refurbing a sort of house, which was lucky because there's nothing to do. And, um, they had a wonderful, lovely, uh, electrician called Pete who happened to be training up, uh, his apprentice and was getting his apprentice to do jobs around and about, including fitting lights and plugs and doing things and basically did loads more in our house than we A could afford or B knew that we needed and it was just he was just incredibly kind and was recommending loads of people and it felt like A he was bored (laughs) B he liked us and C he had an apprentice to train up and it felt like we just sort of won at life so I think that was his general kindness was an incredible deal just doing a bit of extra for you like the tradesman equivalent of an extra poppadom at the uh, the Indian <laughs> oh, restaurant. You know yeah. that they like you. Or a free like, diet coke. Like it very yeah. much. And, and we were not, because having read lots of things, you know, and I had never done that before, hired an electrician to do anything. I was sort of ready for him to do the bare minimum and us to be very grateful. And then he just kind of went above. In fact, he even helped us put our bed together and stick uh, drill things into the walls. Well, and it was just a leg You're end. primed for hidden costs on people like that, aren't yeah. you? Because like rogue traders has made us all very, mm. very cynical yeah. to kindnesses. So that is good spend. I only know mm. renovation because uh, obviously do not own property. <laughs> the lifestyle I lead is not equipped for that. Grand Designs is my frame of reference where you're like, oh, oh we've got a budget of, of 5p and then two years later they're destitute, they live in a caravan and it's cost them three million pounds. I hate so. that. My wife loves that programme and I hate it so much. <laughs> it's so funny. And there's no, I feel no empathy for the people either because they're usually the worst people in the world. But uh, yeah, it's, it's so my diamond shoes are too tight, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I just hate it. I <laughs> really hate it. It's the thing that is... Sad about this. Isn't the guy who presents it, didn't he have a property based thing he was doing and didn't he run massively over budget like he had a Excellent. thing that totally collapsed it was like a massive uh, development and loads of people lost their money because he ran over budget so well, I haven't really taken it very seriously since that well, it's like me doing a personal finance podcast where I find some extra money on a credit card I didn't realise I had and went oh I can go on holiday so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing when I was doing when we were reading the house I realised there were loads of things I wanted to buy that that weren't available and, and there were so much boring colours for things and sort of boring interior and we had to make those snap decisions because it was locked down everything was shutting so we suddenly had to things you would muse on for ages and go to showrooms and stroke and go what about this one we had no time just like buy it get it delivered and uh, I think there was yeah there was so much stuff I wanted that wasn't there quirky things that should be there for homewares were I an entrepreneurial type I would (laughs) set up but yeah it would seem mad there's quite a lot of boring grey things and I think on Grand Design it sometimes sees that you think God, look at this space amazing then it's just like grey flat grey that's the style though apparently that's kind of like it's not the style style, wasn't it everybody wanted things that were grey and silver it was very B&M not that there's anything wrong with B&M I love a spangly mirror as much as anyone but I don't think your whole home should be B&M that's just 
they already said it. It's a controversial take. I'm standing by it. Yep. They're going to cancel me. But <laughs> I like stuff. I like, I like having things. And because I do lead, a, you know, I've got kind of a, um, academic books everywhere and then I've got magic rooms. I'd I've be got so Ada's. disappointed if your house was boring. It's, yeah. it's a, and Ada's got her own wardrobe and she's got her own hats and costumes. So the, the, we've got very much zones of sparkly, silly things. And I like that. It makes me feel happy. What do you resent spending money on? So you invested in your home and it sounds like it worked out real well, not in a grand designs way. So what's the thing you most resent spending money on? Okay, this is a bit petty, but you know... This the, is what we love. <laughs> you know the um, bin liners for those mini compostable bins? The, yes. the ones that they never fit and they're rubbish. And I really hate have, being locked into those because we have to do it. But I want one that fits the bin and actually works. Well, they, yeah, because they're yeah. aesthetically awful in every way. They're like, how can we make this an atrocity in the kitchen? We'll make it brown. I'm like, also wondering maybe if you went to like, I don't know, Fort Mason or something, maybe there are, there's really posh ones. Maybe it's because I'm slumming it. And, and you know, I, I have got the posh supermarket and I bought them in was Waitrose or something. Maybe I need to go further and then you get the posh ones. But it still feels fit. Yeah. I don't know why they make them so they don't fit. Yeah, I've never got that. I'm I've never got that at that. all. And I thought for a period, so for a period, it's a period this is the kind of chat that gets people in this their is drones. Why they're asking for you back for, for a while. You have the mini bin, right? The mini compostable <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bin. You put it into the big bin, the big bin gets taken away. Yeah. Then for a while, we didn't you didn't have to have a thing in the big bin. No liner for the big bin, right? You take mm -hmm. it out of the mm -hmm. but then we were told very emphatically, you must have a liner for the big bin. Mm -hmm. There is no liner that size. No, There's literally no, that's no liner. So you just put it in a normal bin bag and you're like well that's un that's clearly not right but it's a well, they've got to think about you this can thing. put in the bin doesn't yeah, it yeah they've got to think about this they really do it's, it, um, yeah it's the little thing i think when i was doing the house we had you know one of those log fires that isn't real log fires but they said the, the logs glow or the coals yeah. glow <laughs> yeah. and i was thinking it would be quite fun to keep it but i wanted something else like i wanted like little glowing devils or aubergines or i don't know bananas <laughs> i mean why not have a fire that's if it's just made up glowing stuff why does it have to look like coal yeah so it, like, oh, it doesn't great. really look like coal no. so you might as well go yeah so i watched a lot of youtube videos about how to make but you can't yeah you can't get anything other than just coal or logs and i was like i just want fruit and veg or <laughs> cartoon characters or i don't know help a 2cv and something from the park like glowing it's really fun There's, yeah it's just kind of a joylessness around a lot of interior stuff where you're like let's be more playful with this but no the next question uh who does your social media think you are because you must buy a lot of weird stuff. Uh, you've got an inflatable seal just I have about three your inflatable person. Seals. Most, yeah. <laughs> Celia the seal. Because they, um, they get punctured quite easily, I heard. I think I can, what I'm pleased about is I confuse, I think, my, my social media in terms of the cookies. Because I, so my comedy character, Ada Camp, has her own socials. And then I have mine, but mine are mostly about academic stuff. <laughs> and Ada's are all about kind of comedy and magic and odd stuff. And so... <laughs> I'll just be kind of googling what my social media thinks is mad stuff, or and it kind of confuses. So when it finds something like a shoe brand, it'll suddenly latch on. But like you can see it almost <laughs> side with relief and go, "You definitely looked at this." <laughs> <laughs> but very rare that I get like big targeted ads. I think because it just I try, a I try and kind of clear my cookies and my browser history. But um, yeah, I think it's too odd. I think it. It's too sort of strange that I'm looking up sort of Edwardian or progressive era, era suffrage theatricals <laughs> and inflatable seals. <laughs> and I'd maybe Google Analytics doesn't think that there's enough in the inflatable sea creature market. I know. Do you know what? You're right. Cause, like, I've Googled 
a lot of things I came out of your show because I wasn't sure if any of the characters in your show were based <laughs> on real people. So uh, there's a real weird stretch of Googling that I did. I was like, Welcome to my world. Seal magic. Yeah. Onkpur. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I did Margate. show. I did a show last year that was kind of based on uh, truth adjacent because I'm a historian. So people know I'm a historian, but also it's a comedy character. So I'm kind of doing stuff that that's plausible, yes. just plausible enough. And there's little hooks in there. So there's I mentioned something called the Performing Animals Defence League, which was an organisation. So I had a historian who I, and he went, oh yeah, no, that I knew that was true, but I didn't know. The, so it's kind of leaving little hooks in. But I did have people who left my show last year going, well, oh, I'm going to Google all those names. And I was a bit like, gulp. Yeah. It's a waste of your time. Yeah. If you go and see Ada Camp Naval cases, don't bother. I lost You've, hours of my life. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think choose. I think that, um, but my algorithm uh, thinks I'm odd and I don't mind that. Um, and I don't get what I really want is targeted ads for Edwardian suffrage theatricals. Well, hopefully and I don't get listening. enough. Yeah, listen Do to any that. of us get enough? Oh, I, I've never won. So, no, exactly. No. I don't think anyone would be sorry to see that in their no, I'd, be, I'd be impressed I always, you know, I always love getting an email from Amazon um, promoting one of my own books to me yes I've had that that's the, joyful the thing where it says people who bought also bought is also pretty funny when the thing you buy is quite remote and you're like <laughs> oh yeah that was, that was me <laughs> no one else is buying these two items yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, if you would stop buying your own book, Paul. <laughs> I do. I buy quite a lot of my own book. It's quite embarrassing. <laughs> Probably the same with everyone. You can get them from the publisher, but it's a faff. And, it, you yeah. know, what's the... I can just buy on Amazon. I, yeah. Um, I don't make any money from it either way, so... No, well, mine are mostly academic books, so I'll never make any money ever. <laughs> so I literally just try and get them out into the world for karma because I'm like, this is interesting. You should buy it, but I, I'll never see a bean. It's on the subject of things that people buy. Is there anything that people buy that absolutely dismays you? Like, why are you spending your money on that? Time to get a bit shady. You're a positive, sweet woman, but I feel like we can dig a bit deeper here. Well, I don't feel massively judgmental. Damn. About other. No, I'm just trying to think, actually. Um, I suppose I've never had enough resource to sort of. I've always tended to, when I've had money, because I've had various precarious careers actor, <laughs> comedian, <laughs> academic, which is, um, of, of very much feast or famine always. And so uh, I've tried not to be reckless, but I've also, when I've had money, I've really enjoyed spending it and particularly spending it on other people. So I haven't hoarded it and then sat in a corner muttering over it like that dragon in the Hobbit. There you go. Thanks. There's stuff I think, I think a lot of the sort of body image stuff or stuff that makes people feel sort of small and, and tight, I think is a bit unnecessary, but I don't feel hugely judgmental about it. If I, I'll ponder it a bit more and if some, a rant might come up. I think people's boring, boring house stuff. I just want to go in and be, I want the kooky, not kooky, that sounds like, yeah, ugh, a, sort, a sort of joyful, slightly boho-y. I'd like an interiors shop where it was fun and everything wasn't just sort of either gold or grey or a monkey holding a light bulb um, or, you know, viciously expensive. I want something I think the quirky. irony is that is the only place that those shops exist. They are prohibitively expensive for yeah. people who are in the market for a bit of fun then you can afford to be eccentric mm. eccentricity shouldn't be you know unaffordable it annoys me when people bump up the price of harem pants <laughs> God, don't get me started I mean you know I wear a lot of harem pants and uh, when you go to a little town or somewhere they'll have the same old same old harem pants oh yeah pants. In, the one, in the one craft shop we you have get one in Cardiff 12 quid anywhere and then somewhere they're like 30 pence and you're like for goodness sake yeah. who do you think you are you've got your incense your incense sticks you've got your mirrored items yeah you hiring pants for thirty pounds. Yeah, don't you? De- Thirty quid. You're having a laugh. 
ridiculous. It's like the one thing you being like pulled back out of the shop yelling. Yeah, <laughs> the like... one thing that gets you. The other thing that gets They're me. They're not even authentic. <laughs> oh, no, well, no, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if this is Strap on topic in. enough. Right. Well, we'll hear evidence. Let's find out. Okay. So I drink <laughs> double espressos, right? That's it. That's all yeah. I drink. And uh, I once had a job, very kindly, because I was on my uppers as a barista a few years ago, uh, quite a few years ago now, when I was still doing my PhD. And luckily, I was doing it before most of the other alternative milks had arrived. But I would get it was at a train station and people would run up and basically, I think, you want coffee, right? Coffee. Um, and people would come up and order farcical things when really the, all they clearly wanted was a hug or a teddy or they should just... <laughs> Move on or just give £4.50 to someone because it was like, I'll have a decaf, soy, latte. And now, because my train's leaving in two minutes, I was like, there's literally no point. This is just brown, warm liquid. There is no point to this. And it really irritated me it's having to make it. the attention you wanted. It cost £4. It's yeah. just so stupid. And But what have I also hate about stand-up comedy? is being a, a double espresso person is that they'll go, oh, what do you want? And I know all the time, they could have just made my double espresso by the time they fanned about frothing things. There should be an express things. line for stuff like that. I, I think, think so. Same for like pints in pubs. Yeah. Like if you are ordering two cocktails on a busy day, yeah. there's a special circle in hell for you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, the last thing, like, oh well, we, we sort of we've sort of covered it off, but the uh, the last question: a time you felt completely ripped off, so that could be financially, <laughs> psychologically, emotionally. It's a broad church. Uh, we've we've covered a lot of emotions today, haven't we? Well, I got that classic thing of like actors out of work who take on jobs. So I got um, ripped off by a, one of those companies that employs you to do loads of work, and then you know declares bankruptcy and sets up exactly the same again, uh, yes. and was owed. We were owed a lot of money. And that was, we never got that back. And that was a proper ripped off feeling. I've <laughs> no. done this myself where it's yeah. like, oh, you're interviewing for a sales, a marketing job, yeah. bring sensible shoes. And on the interview, they took us around a housing estate and we watched a man sell British gas door to door. And I was okay. like, this isn't marketing. But it was also, a, oh, there's no limits to what you can earn. There was also no limit to what they Little, could pay. Right. <laughs> so it was like, basically, it was like zero commission only. It was a complete scam. Oh. I went home all excited. I was like, oh my God, mum, I got the job, like my first job out of uni. There's a potential to make all this money. And pretty much everybody on my intake got the job. But I was the only person who kicking and screaming had to turn it down because I was like, this is my step into marketing, mum. You don't understand. But yeah, she saved me from there. Uh, a big old scam. But yeah, that no, was... this was a real thing, and they had paid in the past, and then obviously they didn't. But it was like a they used to put on like a conferences and stuff. And we were hosting them, so that was I felt really ripped off then, and sad, and you know, frustrated and scammed. Even though it wasn't our fault, and they weren't dodgy, they were dodgy. But we need we needed the money. On the opposite end of that, the best job I've ever had Ooh. for the most joy and the least effort. I had a job as a test flying monkey in Wicked the Musical in the West End. That is amazing. Wow. Because I was the same height as the girls who fly in the, the monkeys. Um, and because they manual flying, I used to get paid to go and sit in a harness on stage uh, at the theatre and be whizzed all around wildly flying That's into life. That's so wow. much fun. That but, was great. but for how long? <laughs> well, I'm only about kind of 45 minutes and you'd have to take it off because it, it hurts. 45 but, minutes? I mean, it's it, quite a long time it was, to be... That was the best job in terms of out-of-work actor jobs. Like I'm going wow. into Wicked to be a test flying monkey for the afternoon. That's amazing. That, why couldn't you be the monkey though? Because like, I'm, I'm not in, in Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> like you, it's like, oh, you know, it's that, it's that self-confidence thing. I'll apply for the, you know, the the, the, the test pilot, but yeah. not the, the role. Well, I know all the moves. 
Get ready. You're just waiting for the call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it was great. But that was that was my probably one of my best out of work jobs was testifying monkey. And my worst was the one that we didn't get paid for, but when we desperately needed the money. Yeah, role play is quite funny. I used to do legal role play. Sorry. No. Uh-huh. Oh, so a lot of actors do. And they're out of work. They do role play. So I've done medical role play for Oscar like medical exams, and then legal role play at one of the law schools in central London. Where you're the oh. victim. You're either the victim or the claimant, whatever it is, depending. Oh, that's amazing. That's really fun. So you just spend all day just lying. Oh, I'd love that. Which is great. How, like, how much is scripted? Like, do they tell you you're going to say X and Y, or do you just get into it? No. Like, so they tell you because because it's an exam or it's a teaching thing. They'll tell you like the points you have, okay. the points you have to beat. But then the rest of it is kind of all around you. And sometimes you get the wildest kind of things I had people telling me that I was going to lose my husband and my kids so I would just cry and then they'd freak out and then the, the, the judge person would be like well no <laughs> stop the exam and be like well no you can't say that and also the actor has responded in the appropriate way but I used to have some the medical ones were really fun I mostly had the mania and the <laughs> the more upbeat ones I had a friend who had a lot of the crying ones and she was very good at crying and I'm quite good at being a bit like <laughs> do you know yeah. what you're going to get before you go or do you go and get given a like envelope of you're going to be oh no that would so be good no. it would be much more fun if it was random that's a, that, what you're describing there Paul is a murder mystery <laughs> ah yeah. yeah I can see where the confusion arose <laughs> you put on a costume you go along <laughs> well that's the vibe I'm role. getting this sounds very like it was really fun this sounds like a lot of fun but lots of people that's how they, they make serious money yeah but test flying monkey is there test flying that is such a good resistance. I have found a app that I was reading about yesterday that I've downloaded and I'll, I will feedback on whether it's good where they give you little tasks around the local area for like relatively low sums of money so for like £5 you can mystery shop a co-op and see if they've got all the vapes in the right place so you have to take a little photo of the display <laughs> and maybe ask some questions of the shopkeeper which I think is you know a very low rent vision for the <laughs> same thing as what you're describing there like I'm in the market for a vape can you help me <laughs> but checking if like delivery signs are displayed in the window as they're supposed to but I, I imagine that could rack up quite quickly and it sounds like the kind of thing that I would become low-key obsessed with doing to the point it ruins my life but I've made like 50 quid yeah the jobs for really rich people are interesting so I I'm a friend of a friend whose job was to fill uh, the kitchen of a house in Notting Hill with meat and cheese really nice meats and cheeses in case Hugh Grant came back to it I think it was a house he must have owned or rented. And most of the time he never did. So they could just take the cheese and the meat and eat it at a certain point And just, it was like, oh, he's not coming. But the job was basically, <laughs> and specifically just cheese and meat. That was the entire remit. So, like they were presumably wow. other people tasked with like, oh, with other bits, or, like, yeah. oh, I'm his milkman. Yeah. The garbage like, station. <laughs> literally, like most of the time it, it just wouldn't come back there anyway. But it was like, just in case he arrives, there must be a certain type of cheese and meat. Do you know what? It's time for the quick fire round, Paul. Oh. We've had a bit of time off this. We have. Presumably we might have spent it, it all training. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. So the quick fire round, I'm going to give you three items. Your versus Paul and the person who gives me the closest price for the often ridiculous item will get the point. Oh, listen, so. if there's an inflatable seal on this list, I am all over it. If it there is, is, I'm going to have to say this could be match <laughs> fixing or something. It's the best of three. <gasps> Okay, the only go. information I have, you can ask me questions if you like. The only information I've got is what I've read out. Yeah. But, we lose a lot of time to this, don't we? Where I'm trying to get some yeah. like nugget of information. Like I can't express mm-hmm. enough. This is all I've got information wise. So I want to know the cost of the world's most expensive restaurant. Sublimotion 
is regarded as the world's most expensive restaurant situated on the islands of Ibiza. But how much does it cost on average per head? It's all apparently the brainchild of world-renowned chef Paco Ronquero. Never heard of him, but, you know, I'm sure he's he's thriving. It bills itself as a gastronomic performance, with the concept being to augment the pleasure of dining at a restaurant through dazzling display. A new artistic spectacle which looks to associate haute cuisine with theatre, explains the chef. This gastronomic show welcomes 12 guests a night into a unique space where they can experience new emotions. To do this, the chef works with the biggest designers, engineers, directors, composers and special effects artists working today. And it looks like a big load of old bollocks. Yeah. It also sounds like they work with Google Translate quite heavily. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think AI, the, AI wrote this. You, very you say haughty cuisine. I like yeah. haughty cuisine. Haughty cuisine. Haughty cuisine. So yeah. how much? Oh, not at this restaurant. Your wife restaurant. does Sorry. like fancy she food. She does. Though. And in fact, my, my wife's uh, job, and she does gastronomic tours, or she used to oh. be behind gastronomic tours, really high end. And... At she one time, she's not, but she did eat at what was at the time regarded the best restaurant in the world and had like a sort of, she had to test it basically to see if it was good enough for her clients. And um, it is one of those experiences that in a way is like supposed to be amazing, but it's actually exquisitely agonizing that she had the chef bringing out 30 courses or whatever it was. And she was done like after about I don't know, eight courses, 10 courses, and they just kept coming. And obviously the chef himself is bringing it out and telling the story of it. But I've never eaten at a restaurant like this, needless to say. So do you want but to I think it's just be, it'll just be a flat figure. It'll be per person, you're saying here. Yes, per head. Um, 10K. Okay. 13K. You, do you know what? You could you could seat your whole family for the, oh. huh. for the money you've given there. Uh, £1,855. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a, bit, that's a bit tacky, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think that's a tackily expensive yeah, experience? You want like 10? I um, kind of thought if you're going to really go full wanky, you might as well charge something. Because they could basically charge whatever they want. Because no one going there is going there because they think this is like what it's they worth. they care about value for no, me. they just no. want to show off. <laughs> so they almost could just make any figure and yeah. that would be... Who won that point? I've forgotten. You did. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't close, was it? it was no, like sometimes eight. no one should win the point, but that's not in the rules. It just shows about how much we now. don't know or how much I don't know. I just I, don't know. I assume that'd be viciously expensive. This yeah. one's a bit relevant, actually, because we were talking about this, me and you, Paul, earlier, but does that mean you'll have an edge? Uh, Apple <gasps> AirPods, third generation with lightning charging case. Uh, good news, the new iPhone that is out uh, this week. Well, for the listener, next week or possibly <laughs> the week after, uh, they've got USB-C now. They've done away with uh, special oh, cables time, for special yeah. things. But I've got a house full of special cables yeah. for special chargers. <laughs> so uh, it's a hollow victory. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the old school lightning charging case. How much? Well, I think I do know. It's almost about because... This is a good deal. I thought I'd lost well. mine and was going to buy some. But therefore, I might be paying more than I should for them. But Tell um, us how much you think, Paul. I think they're 120 quid. Maybe you've got a better deal than what I've got on the paper. I'm going to say knows? 219. Well, Paul, you're the winner, but uh, you've got a better deal than the one on Hot UK Deals, oh. apparently, which was like 139.99. Oh, no, oh. Most, likely, most likely I'm Allegedly wrong. Allegedly a good deal. Most likely I've rounded it down. Maybe it's a from, generational thing. like may, Maybe, or more, much more likely my brain is not quite processing properly basically i got to the point where i was like i've lost my i've lost my airpods for the 15th time and i was like oh they're finally gone this time but i never quite got to the point of like buying some new ones luckily and then i 
inevitably found them. I've lost um, one other pair in my own house and I still haven't <gasps> found it. Like the cat just like has put it somewhere probably, but that was a real, yeah, it was a real pisser. So you can't get a replacement one. No, of yeah. course, cool, no. They try they and make it. to do that. Their whole business model is that you lose them. Like they absolutely <laughs> want you to lose them. Yeah. So it's two nil, Paul. So this is just to stop Paul having a clean sheet now, Naomi. Gosh. Right. right. So I want to know the cost of... Yoga with goats for two in the <laughs> Suffolk countryside. Oh, this is facts. I was doing that last weekend as well. So <laughs> Unwind Fix. in style. Fix. Thanks to yoga with goats for two in the Suffolk countryside. For t- I like goats for two as goats if it's two. like, God, he's got goats for two, that guy. We don't want to do solo goat yoga. No, <laughs> no. it'd be just a, a really intense for the goat. Uh, it's a one hour about three? What about for thrapples? Yoga yeah. with goats for goats three. For goats thrapples. for three. Yeah. Uh, one hour and 15 minute class, a range of goat yoga health benefits and you meet some social intelligent and affectionate goats it's a prime location outside in a field with trees according to the blue not with trees with a trees. field trees. With trees with trees and you get an experience gift pack including a personalized <laughs> voucher and a message card whether or not it's got goats from the goat? don't know did pay money in lockdown to add a goat to a zoom call called Ozymandias and it was one of the some of the best money I've ever spent he was just in the window for like 15 minutes just doing nothing because he's a goat but it was it was good fun do you remember that chicken marketing campaign where the guy dressed up as a chicken you could give him instructions that feels like most PR (laughs) no but like old do you remember in the olden days no okay Okay, I feel on. like it. I feel like that's a real thing, but it was really good. Uh, how could you give him instructions? You could type them in. Oh, and then so he did it live for ages, and then it all became automated, and then he would only respond to certain instructions. But I remember going on quite early, and he would actually respond live to. That's good fun. That was when like streaming was not a real thing, yeah. so it was like, oh my god, he's like when you used to tech ring in music channels for them to play your song, and you'd see your number come up on the screen, and it was like, oh my god, that's me. Yeah, one three six, that's me. That is Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's back. That's me. And then you'd wait eight hours for them to play it, <laughs> and they were always going to play it. Like the, the requests, yeah. that was that was a scam. That was like a global scam. Yeah, I'm sorry. I remember requests on radio stations when it would just happen to be a request for exactly the songs that you get anyway every day it was yeah. never like this is for something me. really weird <laughs> yeah but anyway yoga with goats for two in the Suffolk yeah, and countryside this is, sorry, it's a price um, for two people two people but for a day including one hour no day. one hour and 15 an hour and 15, hour and 15. Minutes, God, you're, you're, you're as bad as me memory wise yeah, like, and an experience get, and then the uh, personalised message yes and that, that stays with you forever I'm going to get 65 quid 65 okay Paul mm, I'll higher go, or lower I'll go 50 because Correct to go lower. <gasps> the bargain really? price of £36. What? Which is a third of the cost of learning CJ with that DJ. <laughs> that was some previous Yeah, question. I guess the, the advantage I had is we've, anytime there's been experience, you think they're often less than you think. It's to an extent shit. where you're like, you know this is no good. Yeah, it's so like, the absolute maximum people will pay without complaint for an item that is going to be mediocre, like that car washing lessons. Yeah. Oh, this car was the best scam lessons. ever. Car washing lessons in which you wash the instructor's car. Yeah, you could be one of these. You, we could come up with a scam like this. We should for fun, for the for the social media. But anyway, well, Paul, be, be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh no, we're already in it. It's, it's an immersive bad. experience. This never goes out. This is bad because I get employed to entertain, but I very rarely buy entertaining things, which just proves why I think they're so viciously expensive, and they're not. I should well, go out there. There we go. You could be doing yoga with goats every day. So oh. if people want to book you. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> inexplicably, we have reached the end of the show. We could chat all day. Sorry. But, uh, but we can't because we want to pr- maintain the notion that it's a real podcast and not just me and you paying someone to come be our friend <laughs> yeah. for an hour. So uh, if people have loved this, yes. if they're intrigued, mm. they're a little bit turned on, they're mm. interested... How will it? Oh, oh, we had a bit made a camp voice there as well. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are intrigued by the idea of Edwardian suffrage theatre, good, good for you. You should be. Um, you can visit my website at naomipaxton.co.uk and fill your boots, buy books. I don't make money, but they're full of interesting things. Um, and if you're interested in Ada Camp, she's much more fun and does magic with inflatable seals. She's a different kind of fun. Uh, then you can look up Ada Camp, A D A C A M P E, on all the uh, socials. Amazing. Thank you very much. Have you got any shows coming up? Yes, I'm also doing Panto again this year. <gasps> oh, no, you aren't. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, last year, Ada was Panto I really this year that. and Panto again. Um, but I cannot reveal as yet. <gasps> so you'll just have to hot foot it to Ada Camp's social media to find oh. out where she's doing Panto and who she is playing. But it's going to be jolly good fun. That's exciting. Well, uh, we're, we're, all, we're all done and dusted. Paul, have you got anything to share? No, what are you doing with your life? I had a great time. Well, I just really enjoyed it. Really this is really nice. It's like I just a sat and had a on chat. a TV show. It's all right, I didn't win. You know, I had a lovely day out. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous to assess as a job, isn't it? Just it's sat not, and had a chat. It's really, not really nice is it? Lovely to meet you. Thank you. But yeah, so that is it. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a real joy. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. We know you're listening in surprising places. Maybe you're going to meet Paul Watson at the school gates and be excited that you heard him back on. And if so, this message could be for you. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, like it, rate it, comment on it on the social media platforms if you didn't enjoy it you now have 30 days to return it for a full refund 